Welcome to Let's Cap. I'm your host, Ronald Cabang, also known as UCapper at sportsmemo.com at UCapper Sports on Twitter. Got my guy. Uh, you can see his his tag there, Gerhart YBB, also known as YBB Sports Data. Um, uh, he the Gerhart one is his your personal one, right? YBB. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's my personal one. And I just like to shout out YBB just because that's kind of the platform where most of the recognition goes. So. <laughs> Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I know you're doing a lot more stuff on the on the UFC side. We'll talk about that later. We do have a UFC show later on today, live at five thirty. Cap the cage. We got one of the the UFC up and coming UFC fighters over over the Matt Frivola, the Steamroller. He's gonna be in there with us talking about um one of his uh his uh training partners, right? Uh, Sadikov. Um, he's yeah, gonna yeah. be fighting this weekend. So, uh, really excited to have. UFC fighters on board with our show, dude. I think that's gonna really help us get more viewers. And we're not only that, but we've been winning our bets. I mean, that's yes, one of the sir. bigger things too, right? Um, been... But but obviously, we we talk about our NBA a lot more on this show. But let's cap from a whole perspective is really not just NBA. It's really just what's going on now. Um, and that's why we're doing NBA. Like last season, we did MLB and stuff like that. But uh, how's your NBA season been going so far? Uh, I know it's like midweek, but you know. So far this week, how's how's NBA been going? It's uh it's picking up. So with YBB, what we're gonna be doing moving forward actually is a stronger focus on NBA. We've been a little bit reluctant with NBA. We've been more focused on NFL as playoffs were in, and now that that's all said and done with, we are back full force on NBA. Um, so yeah, trends are active, systems are active. There's a lot of activity for today today to discuss and then mm -hmm. we hope to continue that especially as uh we approach uh the games after the all-star break when the real season starts so i'm excited man but in all honesty this nba season has been the tightest aligned season that we've seen in quite some time where the average cover is 0 0.2 points so it's like vegas has this season on a threshold so yeah um, it's been really interesting to monitor but to say the least i think that we're going to see some upside as we uh, enter the second half of the season yeah, and I think that's really, to be honest, dude, I think that's really why a lot of people has kind of transitioned or pivoted to player props because because of that. I think that's a good point that you brought up of how tight these lines are as far as the average cover rate, uh, average cover margin. Um, but I mean, you know, typically it's just hard to really transition when you're so focused on side and side and uh, and totals for for like your whole betting career, pretty much. Right. It takes so much time already to to do that, and then now to add in, you know, the player prop section is just it's just kind of hard to do, in my opinion. I, I do want to get there. I, I do want to get there with the prop side. I just need to find a way to be more efficient. You know what I mean? Um, also, just the fact that, that that's going to bring a lot more volume as well. And we are like to me, I already do a, a little bit more than I want to, uh, especially when we do multiple sports, right? Not just NBA, college basketball, UFC, all that stuff coming up. Um, but yeah, let, well, you know what, man, let's just get into the slate here. Uh, I sent you some of the looks that I had and you said you agreed with uh, for the most part, most of them. So let's just get into them real quick. We we have the Cavs and the Sixers here up first. I'm going to start sharing my screen. Here you go. Um, what are your thoughts on this game here? Uh, YBB, any any trends or, or angles that you want to bring up here for specifically on this game? What up, Jay? What up, my brothers? Uh, YBB, I like the uh, 76ers oh, okay. look. Okay. YBB, what up? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. What's going on, Jay? 
Um, yeah, I, I kind of lean the uh, Sixers in this spot, and I just think it's because they're one of the best revenge teams that there is uh, in the NBA over the past couple seasons, and uh, they're avenging a massive loss here against uh, the Cavs as well. So um, in revenge games, they've been really hot, but also on the flip side, the Cavaliers have been pretty underrated, you know, for a majority of the whole season. So it's a tough game to break down, but if you're forcing me to make a bet, I'm uh, I would side with the 76ers. Yeah, Jay, do you have anything on this one? Man, that's a tough game for me. I agree with Bobby B. It is a revenge spot for the Sixers. They got smacked last time. I have mm-hmm. seen some vulnerabilities from the Cavs on the road, but uh, they're just way too hot. They're, the Cavs are way too hot for me to even look towards betting against them. Uh, mm-hmm. This is one of what, what I would like to call a toss-up game. I could see it going either way, but I must say I am scared to back my Cavs here. And I say <laughs> my Cavs because I've been riding them since since before yeah. this season. I knew they were going to be this good, but um, and I don't like the line. I mean, you're losing a ton of value as well. I'm wondering what's what the hell is going on. It's plus two and a half last night, up yep. to one and a half for the Cavs now. So I'm starting to think, does do they know that Embiid is out or something? But obviously, if he plays, it'll get flipped back to Sixers. Tough game for me, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Sixers got it done at the house. Yeah, I'm actually looking towards the Sixers here. I, I actually like it a lot, to be honest. I mean, we already talked. I mean, YBB talked about it here. The revenge angle. This is something that we, we talked about this season hasn't been that strong. But for the most part, they're actually doing well. This is one of the teams that actually do well in these revenge angles. Uh, 76ers uh, in the revenge, 10-2 and two straight up, 10-2 and two against the spread. If you say that they're at home, they're 7-0 and no straight up and against the spread in that spot this season. Um, and YBB just mentioned here, this goes back quite a bit, um, greater than or equal to 2020. 23-9 straight up, 21-9-2 against the spread in home games where they're, where they're in a revenge angle. So they do well in that spot. Not to mention, though, with just at home, their home split, home road splits this season is something that we um, that I looked at. If we look at them at home and also against a team with a winning record, 12-0 straight up, 10-2 against the spread. So they're, they're taking these teams, uh, pl- they're playing up against these opponents here. And on, on the Cavs side, one way to look at them to fade them in their spot here is on the road. Mm-hmm. Cavaliers on the road. And also, if they're playing a team with a winning record, let's just go Makes straight sense. into that. So 2-5 and five straight up, 3-4 and four ATS. So they're not covering at a high rate. Um, and they're also losing for the most part uh, in those spots there, five and two to the over. I wouldn't, I don't know what to do with the side, with the total, but for the most part, a lot of things are pointing to the, towards the Sixers side. I also looked at when, because uh, you know how Jay, you mentioned how it flipped from uh, um, favor to dog for the Sixers. If you look mm-hmm. at uh, the Sixers as dogs, home dogs. Oh, fuck. Sixers as home dogs. Oh, man. All right, there you go. Three and one straight up, four and oh ATS. They've been covered in that spot. But in these games, I looked at the other side, Spo Devs. In these games, at least one of their big three were out in each one of these games, and they're still be they were still able to take care of business. So whether or not MB plays or not, I think they could still take care of business. Um, that's the way that I'm going with that one. That's actually gonna be a premium play for me. I got them at plus one. Uh, and I think there might be some buyback if Embiid plays. Jay, I know you only got a few minutes with us, so let's go to a game that you like. Uh, what, what are you like, liking today in today's card? 
Man, it's only one. It's actually it's crazy because it's a lot of plays to like, bro. But it's only one that I actually pulled the trigger on. Uh, did the buckets pod last night with Action Network. Um, mm-hmm. and I went to and I went to take the Pacers, man, minus two and a half. I think there's some stuff going on in Chicago over there behind the scenes that we really can't see. Um, they're in somewhat of a tailspin right now. Now both teams are, but we know the Pacers. I mean, obviously the Bulls have a lot higher expectations than the Pacers do, but um, the Pacers, yeah. um, that's why they can fly under the radar because this is a young, hungry team. They hadn't really won anything yet they did beat the uh bulls earlier this year as well without um without Halliburton the Rosen everyone was playing for the Bulls the Pacers mm-hmm. at the house won I believe 116 to 110 without Tyrese Halliburton I don't know how they did it but I do think they win this game again by six or more points with the Halliburton Halliburton and I just I simply think they they're gonna run the Bulls off the floor in this one tonight I don't think the Bulls have enough offense in this one how they've been trying to stand games has actually been defense uh, it's not like the Bulls and they would be playing as low scoring games but yeah, did like number two in, in defense the last five games, but they're still one and four over their span. So I don't care how good your defense has been. Um, the offense dead last in the league in the last on the last five games, 30th. Um, and I think that's going to come back to bite them in this one. Obviously, this is an offensive league these days. You can play good defense all you want, you have mm-hmm. to be able to score points. And I think the Pacers get up running and gunning tonight. I think they get a win, get off this five game losing streak before the all star break. Yeah, not to mention, dude, they're on the first leg of back-to-back games. Everyone else is, like, heading into the All-Star break with no more, you know, with rest. And they have another game tomorrow against the Bucks, right? It's it's sort of a look-ahead spot there. And you can see here, you just mentioned, like, the the Bulls are struggling on the offensive side of the ball. They're going under their team total by a huge-ass margin, like, really (laughs) bad. If you look at the Pacers side, they've been struggling, right? They've they've been losing games even ever since, uh, I think, ever since uh, Halley got injured the first time. We expected them to do a little bit better when he came back. They have been struggling, but for the most part, it's coming back. Right? Their offense is starting to show up a little bit. They do need to fix their defense, but at least their offense is showing up, which is the opposite that could be said for the Bulls here. So maybe they're they're going in the in the right direction. Also, this is the last game before the All-Star break for them. They got nothing to worry about tomorrow. They don't got no Bucks team to worry about. So I think it does make sense that the Pacers take care of business tonight. Bulls could be probably probably looking ahead to the Bucks tomorrow. Uh, YBB, you have anything on this one? Yeah, I was actually looking at the Pacers as well in the spot, um, but not with strong enough confidence. I just think that the Bulls are kind of trending towards a, a negative spot as the season continues. Yeah. Um, didn't like that performance the other day against uh, the Magic, and uh, I think we're getting kind of the same number and the same story in this spot as well where uh, it looks attractive to take the Bulls, but I don't think that they're the right side. I'm going to stay off this game, though. I'm not going to be backing it. I'm not touching it. But, uh, yeah, I lean Pacers. Yeah, I think I think their offense is just really bad right now without DeRozan. And uh, I don't think they have, like, a real true point guard until Lonzo exactly. – I mean, until Lonzo comes back to, to really focus – like, you get their offense back rolling. So, I, I don't know if they can they can get it done. That's a good look there on the Pacers side. It, was, it wasn't actually on my radar, Jay, but not, that, that's a good point that you bring up on this game here. Yeah, last thing I'll say, that was a part of the cap as well. That's why the Bulls struggle as well. They don't have a true point guard. I like Dasunu, but he's not a starting point guard. Um, he, I mean, he's just not. He's not a point guard. He's more of a shooting guard, a defensive mm-hmm. type of guard as well. Like you said, I mean, the Bulls season could have been totally different if they had Lonzo Ball or even an actual point guard. But um, yeah. this team was struggling even with the Rosen as well, man. So I, I personally don't like to mention injuries because I don't think that they really matter. It's all about the spot. Uh, this is a team game as well, and we mm-hmm. see teams get it done. 
all the time without injury. So it's more so I don't care about the Rosen being out. This is simply team A versus team B. I think the even though the Pacers have lost five straight, I still feel like they like each other. They're in better current form, like they're in good yeah. with their coach. The Bulls. They don't seem like they like each other. I don't think they like the coach um, and them about to trade Levine uh, like at the all-star break. I mean, uh, the trade in line didn't happen. I think that's yeah. even worse for this team. They, they had to trade the Levine or the Rosen. It's not working out. Um, you got to you kind of have to get back what you can get for him, man. So I think the Bulls are in, a, in more of a tailspin than the Pacers. Pacers actually have a point guard. Um, I think this is where a prime game where the Bulls not having a point guard is really going to come back to bite them in the butt. Yeah, I mean, Levine. The Levine rumors already started even before, uh, before the All Star break or before the trade deadline. It was like earlier on in the season. So I think chemistry there was just off since the beginning. Um, YBB, uh, I know we we talked we talked about this Pelicans Lakers game a little bit right before the show. You we were I was looking at the over and on the Pelicans side, but you didn't bring up some good trends to to take the under there. Um, Jay, do you have a look on this uh, Lakers and Pelicans game at all? Man, I don't. That's the last game of the car. I mean, I, feel, I got a lot of time before I could bet that. And that's kind of how I treat some of the late games, especially when you have a big question mark like LeBron in this one. I don't yeah. like how they play with this. With that. They know if he's going to play or not. Um, I really I really respect the old days when they really just come out and tell us either they're out or they're in. Now they literally like to re- manipulate the injury report all day just to try to get as much money on each side here. Um, I want nothing to do with this game, guys. Yeah, uh, to me, I mean, here's here's a, a couple of trends that I, that was pointing me towards the Pelican side. 0-4-0 straight up and against the spread. Lakers as favorites against teams with a winning record. Um, another one to mention here: Lakers in road games, in home games, following a road game. So when there's travel involved, right? Uh, they're two and eight straight up, two seven and one against the spread. And if we include that, they're favored in that spot. Again. Uh, not winning or covering at, at all. They're losing outright in those spots there. And on the Pelican side, one thing that we know of is really their their home road split, right? Uh, let's say they're, they're on the road. So it doesn't look like they're they're great on the road. 10, 18, 11, 16, and 1, 18 and 10 to the over. But if we include a couple more parameters here and we just say that they're the road dog and they're playing a team with a losing record, Actually, it flips five and zero straight up, five and zero ATS. So this is a spot where the Pelicans actually show up against teams that that they would probably uh, um, do well against. You know these these uh, teams with a losing record. Uh, so that's the way that I was looking at it as far from the side perspective. From a total perspective, I think it was more eye test to me. I mean, Lakers they don't they don't they haven't been playing a lot of defense. Both teams really they really focused in on points in the paint and fast breaks. Uh, for the most part, especially in the last 10 games, I think they're both top 10 in those categories there. So you can see a sort of, to me, like a layup drill, bro. Like I think it's going to be fast breaks, uh, a lot of points in the paint, maybe a lot of fouls so they can get a lot of free throws. That's going to stop the time and continue to have more possessions. Uh, YBB, what, what are your takes on this one here? Um, the only way that I was initially looking is the under. Uh, if you're going to cho- uh, force me to pick a side, I think only one of these teams has – positive upside as we get past the all-star break and that's the pelicans i think the pelicans are really competitive and i think they bring that same swagger as they did uh last season uh in the postseason um they can compete with any team they had a little bit of a slip earlier in the season but this is going to be a buy team i believe moving forward as jay said the real season doesn't start until after the all-star break and this is one of those teams to watch out after this all-star break Mm -hmm. um yeah man 
YBB, the thing that sucks though is that you know how Zion just got injured. Yeah, it, that it just, sucks. That sucks. He's he's gonna be they out still buy on. They're still yeah, buy on. They're still gonna be a buy on team as far as betting from a betting aspect for sure. It's just a matter that we I, I expected a, a bigger season for them, and I think Zion was gonna be a big part of that. Uh, but the West gotten so strong from all the trade deadline stuff that th- this West from four to like twelve is gonna be crazy to see who makes it into the to the playoffs and the play-ins. I got a question for y'all, for both you guys. Who do you think slips out, like, or even to the play-in tournament? Who do you think slips from, from like, the uh, – who who's the main team that you think is going to take a slide in the Western Conference uh, in the second half of the season? The Sacramento Kings. You fucking nailed it. You nailed <laughs> it. Excuse my friends for the kids watching, but you nailed it, my guy. I can't yeah, wait. That's my answer. I, that's my answer. I love the per, I love the market perception of this team. I yeah. love. I mean, and I like the Kings, but I do think that they peaked a little too early. They're definitely not the third best team in the West. I can't wait to bet against them. Uh, yeah, for yeah. Sure. And this is a time where, as we enter the All Star break, you're going to see those teams that were on an upside and teams that were on a downside, and you're going to see a lot of uh, balance coming. And I think the Pelicans are one of those teams where you're going to see an upside and balance, and you're going to see a downside and balance on the Kings side of things. Um, yeah, I've been watching the Kings and I think that they're, they're going to be a sell team the second half of the season. That's just one of my hot takes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but they're missing something. I think that comes with like experience and coaching, right? I mean, they, they know these teams that have experience and, and solid coaching, they know when they have to peak and which is right before the playoffs and other teams are peaking too early, like the Kings, right? They got a young squad. They don't really know that much better. Uh, so that make that makes a lot of sense. Um, it, Jay, you got any other games that you're looking at at all? I just want to ask you uh, before I get. I, I want to wonder what's the cap on the Hornets game. Um, I, I want to know what why you like that one so much. And I want to see why that. I like the Hornets. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's go into that one. YBB, I think you were looking at this game as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? The the Hornets and Spurs game. Well, yeah. I don't have a strong enough take as you do on a side. I honestly, I like the under, and I know that the over is going to be really. Yeah. Uh, kind of a, a popular play in the spot just because mm-hmm. neither team really plays any defense but <laughs> nah there's only one way i can look uh i like the under in this game um totals above 240 i believe you mentioned this they aren't really cashing or hitting with teams that you would expect to fly over the total um and not only that but the hornets they're 26 and 13 to the under at home with a total greater than their previous total uh as a, if you add that they're a home favorite they're they're actually uh i believe 11 and 4 to the under uh in that spot so i don't know i think that this is way too many points and sure the spurs don't play any defense but also if their offense isn't clicking they're not making buckets so um yeah i like the under man i like the under as well i think uh, we touched on the, the, the that 240 threshold a lot of those games have been going under i think only one of them have has gone over let's just look at that real quick so that 240 threshold if we go back i believe it was actually the the hornets who cashed it hornets uh, yeah Yeah. i think i'm expecting like a letdown offensively in in this spot here for the most part yeah (laughs) (laughs) but if you look at if you look at at this here there's a whole bunch of uh, uh clusters of unders with that 240 uh that 240 threshold on the total but for the most part i'm just fading the spurs here i know that the hornets aren't that much better as far as record in ats but the spurs defense is just terrible if we go back to last 10 games here 
Advance. We'll look at last, just even just at the last ten games, and we look at the defensive rating. They're 29th in the league right there. If we if we look at the Hornets, they're actually playing some solid defense, and they played some solid teams. I know that ugly ass game against the Hawks is a different story, but that was just an up paced game. You know what I mean? They don't they didn't even really care. If you look at the teams that the the Hornets actually played. There are a few teams in there that they were able to limit not too much over their uh, their team total. You had you had teams like the Nuggets, right? They had the Bucks. Uh, they had you know uh, the Wizards here that, that was playing some solid offense as well. Uh, obviously, this isn't the the one that you want to look at. This was just the most recent game. They ended up winning it, uh, to be honest. But as as long as I know, as much as I know, at least the Hornets can play some offense. You know what I mean? So. That's the way that I could go. It's really just the the offense of the Hornets versus the Spurs defense. I, I think the Hornets can take advantage. I think this line at minus seven is basically telling us that the Hornets are about to smash. That, that's that's my opinion there. That's a good point. I just the way I look at it, and I don't. I mean, I always tell people don't let anyone talk you off your play, especially if you're bullish on it. I look at this game super simple. First off, the Hornets cannot be laying points right now to anybody, in my opinion. They cannot be laying points. Because, like, this guy, Teddy Covers, uh, I remember him saying it vividly, like, two, three years ago. Simple. Sometimes a team just doesn't – they can't be laying points. And I feel like Mm -hmm. Teddy Covers right now, the Hornets can't be laying. That's what he would say. And laying seven points, I know it's went up from six to seven, but – and the tanking theory, Ronald. You've heard this theory before. Two teams that are in the tankathon, like the, the Thunder was doing this earlier this year before they knew that they really had a chance to go to the playoffs. Yeah. When they face a team with the less win percentage than them, they'll tank the game away just to have them closer uh, so they can get closer to the odds, like to the bottom, if that makes sense. The race to the bottom, the race mm-hmm. to the worst uh, team in the league. The Hornets as well have not been good coming off a win. They're the sixth worst ATS team in the league coming off a win as well. That's where they are. The Spurs have lost 12 straight. So who's probably more? hungry for a win here it's probably the spurs and i just feel like the uh, it's crazy i went on pj watson live last night as well and i typed in the comments i was and it caught his eye as well i said you're gonna uh, you're you gonna tank the game to the spurs tomorrow and he actually mentioned it on his live he said that it sounds stupid but um i just feel like it, it was a comment that stuck out to him man and i just <laughs> i don't know man yeah. i don't like this guy i would me personally like i wouldn't lay seven points with the hornets here i'd either i just stay off the game i understand the fate of the spurs here but you gotta yeah. look at the hornets just simply put singling on them laying seven points to anybody right now i just i wouldn't feel comfortable with it if you look at the spurs they've been playing some great teams in the past 10 games clippers the suns uh they mm-hmm. played the wizards when they were super high played the kings they can run off anybody 76ers uh raptors they played the hawks played the Cavs. so they've been playing some really tough teams you know they've lost 12 straight just i'll be honest if i'm betting this game i'm i'm taking the spurs plus a seven i wouldn't be surprised if they win it though yeah i think the other thing to me too uh jay is is trade they don't really have a true point guard other than trey jones and he's not going to be playing at least on the hornet side you got Lamelo who could, who could push the pace who could uh facilitate as well I think just offensively, there's there's two different teams right now, and one team they're struggling to score uh, for the most part. No matter who they're playing, Hornets, like I mentioned uh, in the last ten games, they're actually playing some defense, twelfth in the league in, in defensive rating. So, but yeah, we're we're gonna be on opposite sides here. I haven't placed a bet on the Hornets. Uh, but Me that neither. would be the way that I go. The <laughs> Listen, under, we're not on opposite under, sides. I'm not betting this fucking yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying we're we're talking it out. The the under might be something that I look at continue the continue to look at though. Two forty three and a half. Both of these teams got to play a perfect game. And if 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 the Spurs don't have a true point guard to facilitate and, and run that offense, 
I can't see and see them being that efficient on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so that, that would some, be the way. Last thing, I'll be looking at some Devontae Graham props in this one. He was drafted, played his first few leagues in a, the first few years in the league um, yeah. for for Charlotte. Now, when uh, he can play point guard, he's not starting, but I'd be looking at some Graham points. I know he went off for 31 points in that game versus the Pistons. They almost won that game and ended up going to overtime. And then they, uh, that's like, that's what I'm talking about right there. That exact same scenario. Pistons were laying five and a half versus Spurs team. Spurs could have won the game. They decided to let it go into overtime and didn't, <laughs> didn't even end up covering the spread. But yeah, the Spurs actually. Actually, were, the way that they were playing, they had to take Devontae Graham out. He had 31 points in a game, and I don't think he knew that they weren't supposed to win that game. So Devontae <laughs> Graham is what I'd look at. I think he might have a great game versus old squad here. That's a good look. That is a good look. At least they got they got that going. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure I'm going to get to the window to it uh, with it uh, as far as the side or the total. But, though, yeah, I would just lean towards the Hornets and the under there. Uh, Jay, I know you got you, – you have another show right now? No, I don't have all the show. I'm just finna go uh, eat some breakfast, man. But I'll be honest, I didn't really have a strong feel on a ton of these games uh, today, man. I'm, I'm on the Pacers minus two and a half. I wanted to lean Mavs. That one was at seven last night. I think the Grizzlies going to catch the trifecta uh, in that one. Um, and then, oh, wait. And hey, Jay, it. let's talk about that real quick because I think – Pat, did you like the, the Grizzlies? Smash bot. Love Smash the Grizzlies. Bot. There Hey, uh, look at the uh, SDQI I just sent you. They're in a spot where they're actually winning these games by like over 19 points a game. Um, right. Then we have Lord Markin and now you don't you don't even have Mike Conley on the other side. Which, this is another team where we talked about um, play our teams that are uh, heading in opposite directions. I don't think that the Jazz maintain the level of uh, competitiveness oh, yeah. that they did for the first half of the season. So I like the Grizzlies, man. <laughs> uh, so this one since 2021. Uh, coming off a game where they played each other that went over. Uh, the Grizzlies are at home. Uh, and also the, what is this, the line? Line is less than two. So they were, um, was it they're favored by two or a dog in the most in the most recent game? Is that right? They were no more than two-point dogs in the previous game. That, uh, the Grizzlies the facing Jazz. an opponent. In that. The Jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Right. So that's a spot there. Damn, 13 and 0, 12 and 1 straight up. It's about to be 14 and 0 tonight. Did you say trifecta, uh, Jay? On this I think they finna smoke these motherfuckers. The other team, the Kings, they're sitting at number three, but we knew that the Jazz were going to – they were sitting at number one at one point. We knew that they were continually going to go down. We knew that they were also going to tr- uh, sell at the trade market. I actually think the Jazz might start to get try to get into the the, the, the tanking um, sweepstakes or whatever. They won't be able to race to the bottom quick, but you're, they're not going to make the playoffs, the Jazz aren't. Mm-hmm. I think they get smoked here. Last game before All-Star break, this is fourth game in six nights all on the road as well. Uh, last uh, – last, uh, road game obviously before they head back to the house they are hosting the um the uh, all-star game as well in utah so uh marking it didn't ruled out they just moved the line up two and a half points just for him simply being questionable i hate it but that's just what they do and if he is out they're gonna move it another two points i i can't stand it man but however yeah. even if Markin did play grizzly smoke him here it should be a trifecta spot that's yep. a good look that's a, i didn't really have much on this game but you guys are are pretty much talking me into it Coming off of that loss, I'll, so I'll just mean, say, I'll just say it like this: like I yeah. like this spot with or without marketing. It doesn't matter who is in the lineup Thanks. for me. I think the Grizzlies, uh, Grizzlies smoke. Face. Like it, Grizzlies. It's funny why there. they gonna sit them? They know that they're getting smoked in this one. They know it's a horrible <laughs> spot. They coming off a win. 
Um, I just I don't see them having a chance in this game. And what do the Grizzlies do when team with teams that don't have a chance? They put their foot on their neck um, and take it up to 2025. And they love to show out at the house as well, man. So, yeah, that's a (laughs) man. I I don't I don't know why I didn't have anything on that game. I didn't I literally didn't have a trend on that game at all. I, I think I just passed on it. Uh, in general, just because I don't really like the jazz games. I haven't been too profitable on jazz games, so I was like, fuck it. Uh, do you guys have anything on the Mavs and Nuggets? Um, yeah, I'm with Jay. I think if you got the opening number on the Mavs at plus seven, I think you did the right thing. Uh, I leaned the over. I still kind of lean the Mavs, to be honest. I don't like the travel yeah. situation for the Nuggets just because um, I have them in a zero and eight ATS spot, but that was more applicable with the opening number. Um, because the total hasn't moved, that's the only direction I would look at. I hate missing out on CLV and points. So, um, yeah, I would only look towards the total and the over in the spot. What about you, Jay? Did you, did you look at the, the, the side here on the Mavs? Did you take it at the plus seven? I know you talked about it. I did, man. I should have. I was doing too much shit uh, last night. If I had did a night show last night, I probably would have taken it. I do think the Mavs are the right side. And a lot of times, sometimes we probably shouldn't get scared off. If the line is moving in the direction that we think, that's that's usually a good thing. See what I'm saying? So obviously, Murray is probably going to be out in this game. Aaron Gordon is questionable with the ribs right before the All-Star game. Well, who knows if, he, if they're going to go ahead and sit them to choose to get more rest or go ahead and play them first game home off for three straight um uh three straight road games this the Mavs are four and one straight up last five games versus the Nuggets obviously it's a different Nuggets team uh Mavs won earlier this year by one point as well I think they can match up with the Nuggets don't like the the fact that Tim Hardaway Jr. is out but simply put man Kyrie and uh and Luca together I think it's going to be a great uh tandem together they just kind of have to figure things out Luca's going to have to get with the flow and running a faster pace but um Kyrie you saw what he did man 26 points in the fourth quarter they're in the honeymoon uh, phase right now they're happy that Kyrie is over there I think the Mavs will definitely be a buy-on team after all-star break could start here I know off two straight losses they are hungry for a win I'd still lean Mavs at the four and a half yeah I was I was kind of wondering what happened as far as like why the line went from seven to four and a half I missed it uh I didn't realize that they they downgraded uh, both Gordon and Murray. Uh, so I'm not really sure. That's probably why the line has moved down. But I was actually looking towards the over, and this is one of the reasons why is, is really the Mavericks here. Uh, they've been traveling a lot the last few few weeks here. And I looked at when they have at least five road games in the last seven games, and then they're playing on the road. They're 5-0 and oh to the over. Total tonight, I think it's up to 234, 234.5. Uh, but you can see that the average – score there is like in the 240s it does include one ot here uh but for the most part they were they were actually in uh over in the regulation in that game and on the nugget side when they travel and they go from uh where is it at all right nuggets and revenge games that's what it was nuggets and then they're at home he oh season uh they are winning in that rate but they're look how much points they're scoring on on average 117 123 uh, up there in that spot i don't think they could stop the mavericks offense and that's why i was looking towards the over as well i know some of the 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 record wise three two and one to the under but if you look at some of these offenses uh they were struggling in these spots like the hawks were struggling lakers are struggling 
uh, I just don't think I don't think uh, they could really stop the Mavs offense how they've been clicking. It's just a matter of the way that the Mavs have been closing games has been kind of funky to me, though, especially the last two games with both Luca and Kyrie. That's mm-hmm. the part where I can't I can't back either side here. Right. It's really just to the over for the most part uh, for me. Um, but that would be the way that I go on this one. Can't trust the side there. Uh, Mavs do lead the season series two to one. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they won the most recent one. The MPJ didn't play that game. He's playing today. It's just it's just Gordon and Murray is, is funky. Uh, we don't know if they're going to be playing or not. I think uh, the Mavs entering the second half of the season, this is one of those bond teams. I think that they're going to balance. They are, I believe, the worst ATS team in the league. Mm-hmm. And I think that that changes as we enter the second half of the season. So, yeah, Fake. a lot of the teams that <laughs> you got, we saw you, that you got to pick those teams road. where you see, uh, yeah, yeah, you got to see those teams where you see balance heading into the second half of the season. The Mavericks yeah. are on my list where I see upside in them entering the postseason. So, yeah, that's they'll a be a buy on team for me. I think with with Luca and Kyrie, they just need time to gel. The the last the way they the, right. like I said the way that they closed the last two games was kind of ugly. It was really ugly, and it was between them too, right? They were trying to figure out, now you had the last shot. Now you get the last shot. You know what I mean? Like, it's just they need to figure that out, and I think they're going to do that in the second half of the season. They might be a yeah. play-on team too, right, uh, towards the second They'll part of the out. season here. Yes, I will definitely be looking towards the Mavs in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, anything else, guys? Any other games? I really didn't have any looks on anything else other than the ones that we just talked about. That's it for I'm me, pretty- man. Ronald. Are you yeah. on the Are you on the Wager Talk show today? I'm not. I'm on oh, Thursdays. Man. I Damn. I'm on Thursdays normally. Uh, th- that that one off time that we did it was because, um, someone had to trade spots or some shit like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now nah, that's the only thing else I got today, man. I'm finna go eat some breakfast. Uh, get ready, chill out before that show, man. I'm ready for vacation. I can't even lie to you. So <laughs> real quick, before you, I'm cut already out, at the beach. Just, before you cut out, just drop your <laughs> drop your officials real quick. So for the recap section. Yeah, I like the Pacers, minus two and a half, guys. Uh, that's the only thing I'm liking. It's not even something super heavy. I wouldn't even call it official, but that's the only thing that I like um, on tonight's card, my guys. I love it. Appreciate it, Jay. Go get some breakfast. Bro. Dude, bre- did you say breakfast? Man, uh, bro, I wake up late. I eat late, too, bro. <laughs> so I'm, I'll be focused on trying to win these games, my guy. But, yeah, no, nah, it's time to eat right now, man. Hey, give me an omelet and some oranges. All right. Let's <laughs> All right, later, Jay. Have a good one. All right, All right uh, what what do you, what do you want to drop for the people today? Drop for the people today. We're gonna go with the Memphis Grizzlies minus ten. Um, I have them in a thirteen and zero spot. I don't like the spot for the Jazz. I think the Jazz are gonna be a sell on team as we enter the second half of the season. I do think that their offensive it, their offensive makeup is mostly Laurie Markkinen with him questionable um, and this heavy spread and heavy price tag. I just like the spot overall for Memphis. I do also think that Memphis has been in a little bit of a slump over the past couple of weeks. I, th- mm-hmm. I think that they're going to be a team that turns it around. So 10 points might be too generous. I do think that they blow these guys out. So for all those reasons, uh, give me the Memphis Grizzlies against the spread. What do you uh, just real quick? Do you what do you think about their team total over as well? The do Grizzlies? You think they, yeah, if they cover, if the Grizzlies cover, you think they go over their team total? Yeah, I think they're going to play pretty fast paced. I think they'll run these guys off the court. What scares me about that is that they're leading so much, you know, at the six minute mark of the fourth quarter and pull everybody. And then the team total doesn't go over. That's what I'm mostly afraid of or a backdoor cover. But 
Yeah. Um, those would be the only inst- instances that I could see. I do think that the Grizzlies overall pretty much run off the court. I don't even know what their team total is. It has to be a, sitting ar- around. I'm looking, what, at, I'm looking at them as double-digit favorites right now. They're 5-1 and one straight up. You're, you're right about that fourth quarter. It might be a spot where we look at. I, I look at that uh, first half team yeah. total over because in their first quarter, they're averaging 32 points per game. Second quarter, 33.2. So that's, what, 65? 65 in the first half. And their lowest scoring quarter when they're uh, double-digit favorites is the fourth quarter. They only score 25 points. So it Jeez. is. I think it, that's a smart look to to just avoid that. And if they smash, they're going to smash that first half. So yeah. it might be it might it might be either the first to me, I might take that first half spread or or just that team total first half. That's a good okay. That that's a good call out about that fourth quarter. That's a that's a smart smart way. To I was just it. thinking about it because I've been burned by fourth quarter blowouts so many times this season that it's like I stay away from it now. <laughs> I wish that there <laughs> yeah. was a, a a score to bet on after the third quarter. Like, is there a team yeah. total? You know what I mean? After the third quarter, that'd be a little bit more ideal. Uh, yep. Uh, all right. So I'm going to do take both. <laughs> yeah, take both. Uh, what's good, Dabby Cab? Uh, yeah, take both, Mitch. Maybe maybe that's the right way to go. Just split the unit between both. Um, all right. Well, for me, I'm going to draw. I'm going to use Philly. Philly's going to be my best bet today. I, I like I like that spot a lot, whether or not Embiid does play. Uh, as far as leans go, I, I do still lean the Hornets. I know Jay said he liked the Spurs, but I stu- still do lean the Hornets there. I just, Spurs just suck. And the Hornets, I feel like uh, they've actually been playing some defense and they could they could run their offense through Lonzo, uh, LaMelo. Uh, another, uh, some other leans here, Pelicans over, uh, Pelicans, Lakers over, uh, Pelicans side, the Spurs, Hornets under, the the Nuggets, Mavs over, Spurs team total under was another way. Uh, I'll probably, did you like the Pacers too, Pat? I, I lean them. I just think um, it's a tough game for me to cap. Uh, yeah. On one hand, you have the fade on Chicago. On another hand, you have they're coming off a loss as a favorite. So yeah. I'm I'm staying off the game. Okay, zero opinion. I don't care about yeah, the total. Yeah. Don't care about the line. Don't care about yeah, the spread. I, think I, I, mean, I would lean that way, but I just I don't think I'm gonna get there. I don't think I'm close enough to even like pursue it even further. Grizzlies, I think I'm gonna pursue a little bit further. I might I might look at that team total over first half or or just them in the first half in general. Um, but yeah, those are the looks, guys. Uh, we've gone through not probably not every game on the slate, but for the most part, a majority of them. We didn't really touch on that Celtics one just because of the line move and also the injury stuff. I, if you guys didn't get it at seven and a half earlier when when nobody was when everyone was questionable, I would I would stay away from it at the number that it is now. I think it's at like what thirteen. Uh, it is at yeah twelve and a half, thirteen at some spots. So. I mean, I would I would um, suggest probably staying away from that one in general. Uh, with that said, man, uh, we do me and YBB and also uh, one of our guys, Harry Mack, we actually have a show, a UFC betting show that we started uh, this year called Cap the Cage, and we've been actually pretty profitable, guys. I'm just gonna show my screen one more time before we cut out here, but uh, we use FightOdds.io uh, to track our bets. And uh, through the, the through the uh, first few events of um, the year, we're up uh, six six point three six units 
Uh, we use $100 as our units uh, for our tracker here. ROI, 70%. Um, you can see our average odds is plus 191. So we've been hitting some big, big um, plus money uh, spots there. Uh, these are the events that we we bet on. We we took on uh, the UFC Fight Night, the Lewis uh, Spivak one, also the Bellator. So we're not just doing UFC. We're doing some of the other promotions as well. Last weekend, we did pretty well there, four and four, but our big plays did hit uh, for the most part there. Um, and uh, today, we got a show at 530. Uh, we have Matt Frivola, uh, uh, an up-and-coming uh, USC fighter. He's going to be with us today. One of his uh, one of his partners um, uh, over that they that he trains with, uh, uh, Sadakov, Nazim Sadakov, is actually fighting this weekend. He's going to be talking about that fight. Uh, Matt Favola also has – doesn't he have a fight coming up as well, Pat? I'm, ho I'm hoping to get that fight news out of him, but uh, there's nothing actually officially listed, so maybe we can ask him what, what yeah. he has planned next. So, but, I mean, yeah, he's we, been in so, the gym. He's with yeah. Aljamain Sterling. He posted his YouTube link today, so he looks in yeah. shape. So, I mean, I'm hoping for some news. He deserves to fight on a pay-per-view, though. So yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he's coming up. I mean, the two losses that he had recently were against like dope ass fighters, right? They, they, they weren't they weren't like scrubs, but he took care of business the last two. So I mean, like I said, he's he is uh, uh 32 years old, but I feel like he from we, we talk about it on Cap the Cage about like you know number of fights or you know mileage in the cage. And he's yeah. not really that far up there, so I would say he could still be up and coming in, in, in that weight class there. Um, but yeah, we're going to have him. He's going to talk about some, some great info uh, on the fight this weekend. And also hopefully we get some news from him about what, what might be coming up for him as well. But like I said, man, we've been pretty profitable here on cap the cage and we continue, we want to continue doing that. We got some looks here for, um, uh, Vegas 69 as well. Uh, Andrade and, and, uh, um, Blanchfield, uh, highlighting that, that fight or that, that, uh, event. So, yeah, 5.30, guys, p.m. is going to be live. Hopefully, you guys catch on with us there. I mean, we talk about NBA here, but there's always other ways to cash, uh, and that's uh, on Cap the Cage. Um, with that said, bros, uh, good show today. Myself, uh, shout-out to Pat YBB, Gerhard YBB there on his personal page, and also Jay for popping in. Um, I always want to close out with this, guys. Whether you fade us or follow us, it is on you guys to make that call. Good luck with all your action. Till next time, peace.